Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. The sermon today will be about a family because it's a Mother's Day. And I believe that this sermon really helped you and changed your life. It helps me too. Even though it's not only for the mom, it's also for the dad. But we should learn and apply it into our life. The sermon is living blessing to the future generation. How many people love your kids? Raise your hand up. If you have kids. Okay. You love your kids? Do you want your kids to be blessed? You want your kids to be successful? Okay. So it depends on your life now, today as well. So today we're going to talk about leaving the legacy to the next generation. We're going to talk about breaking free from all the negative things, all the curses and bondages, and all the generational weaknesses in our family from generation to generation. Do you know that when you see a doctor, when you go to a medical office, the doctor will ask you to fill a form. And in that form, you will be asked, do you have a family member who has diabetes? Do you have any arthritis in your family line? Do you have any cancer, asthma, or any kinds of disease? Why did the doctor ask you to fill up that form? And even when I dictate the history and physical examination as a doctor, I have to say, Family history. Because the doctor, even though they are not Christians, they recognize that there are something in the family line that can pass from generation to generation. Such as cancer can pass from generation to generation. Or diabetes or arthritis. I've seen so many patients with back problems. And if you trace back, you find out that their mom has the back problem. The dad or the grandma had a back problem. And this is a common problem now in the office. I see this every single day, the family history of sicknesses and diseases. But we don't only pass down the physical illness, but there is a whole bunch of junk in our life that we can pass down to the next generation, to our kids, to our grandkids and great-grandkids. We can pass them down if we don't rise up, dig our heel in the ground, make a determination that we're going to stop that junk in this generation and the generation to come later on. We need to rise up and make that decision. I want to encourage all of you not to be passive and think that, oh, well, this is the way my family is. My dad has a migraine. My mom has a migraine, so I have a migraine. My dad was a short-tempered man. I am short-tempered, so what? This is the way my family line is all these years. My grandmother has problem. My mother has problem. I will have problem. That is it. I accept it. Don't accept any curse, any sickness, any generational weaknesses, or any junk in your family. You need to stand up and say, it's not God's will. 
This is not God's best. I can be free, and my next generation shall be free from all this junk. And we're gonna live in the great blessing of God. God wants to give you the best. Amen. Don't take it. Don't accept it. You may have many kinds of junks in your life. Many junk that come from your family line. Maybe poverty, abuse, short temper, addiction, negativity, immorality. But I want to encourage you today in this sermon: rise up. And say, I don't accept this anymore. I'm not gonna be passive. I'm gonna fight for my children. I'm gonna fight for my family. And because if I'm passive about this issue, all this junk gonna pass into my next generation. I'm gonna stop it now. I'm gonna put stop to it. And my family gonna be blessed. My children and my great grandchildren and to the thousand generation shall be blessed. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. So you need to make that decision from today on, as a mom and as a dad. Revelation chapter twelve verse eleven say, "And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their life to the death, in order to stop all the generational weaknesses and curses and negativity." You need to be careful of what you say. First of all, you need to accept the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. You need to be a Christian. Only a Christian can stop generational curse. Non-believer cannot stop because they are under the control of the enemy. Them mean enemy, mean demons and evil spirit. So you can overcome the junk or the generational curse by committing your life to Jesus Christ and have the blood of Jesus Christ over your life. And not only that, you need to change the way you speak, the word of your testimony. You need to stop saying, "I will be sick forever. I'm poor forever. This is the way it is in my family." You need to say, "I'm coming out. I'm rich. I'm healthy. I'm blessed." You need to speak the positive thing to yourself. Amen. You need to say that this is a new day. I and my family shall live in the blessing of the Lord, because we are doing God's way. And we following the Lord Jesus Christ. The blood of the Lamb cleanses me. You need to speak that way. That word of your testimony. Put a stop on a lot of wrong things in your life that come through the blood line, come through the family line, such as poverty, such as lack and failure and defeat or addiction. You need to put a stop on it. You need to rise up and put your foot down and say. I don't want all these curses in my life and in my next generation. I'm gonna stop it. I'm gonna do something about this to stop these curses. Amen. In order to do that, you need to realize one truth: is that your decision affect people around you. Your lifestyle, whatever you do, the choice you make each day, not only impact your life but also impact the people around you, your family, your next generation. The Bible say, Deuteronomy 30 verse 19. Do you know that a lot of things that happen to you right now, whether good or bad, are the result of either the disobedience of your parents or your great grandparents or the obedience. The good things come because they obey God, but the curses come because they disobey God, and you are reaping the consequences right now of the action. The decisions impact you today, 
and your decision gonna impact the next generation. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19 talking about decisions or choices. I call heaven and earth as witness, witness as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Everyone say choose. Choose life. The choices you make each day don't only affect you, but they also affect your descendants. We should think generationally. Everyone say, I think generationally. You should think this way. You should ask yourself, what am I passing down to the next generation? What kind of legacy am I leaving to my kids and my grandkids after I leave this world? Am I living defeat, negativity, anger, short temper, immorality, cheating, dishonest life? Or I'm living the legacy of giving, serving people, blessing people, loving the Word of God, loving the Holy Spirit, loving the church, being faithful, being kind and honest. A man named Alfred Noble created the Nobel Prize. He was a Swedish chemist, and he invented dynamite and many powerful explosives. And he made a lot of fortune out of this invention. He made a lot of millions of dollars because these dynamites were used in the war for destruction and for other reasons. And he became very rich out of his invention, And one day his brother died. And the newspaper, instead of putting the story about his brother, they put the story of him wrongly or accidentally. The newspaper said that this man named Noble, he was a man who invented an explosive thing and so many massive people died because of his invention. When he read that newspaper, he was very saddened. He was very discouraged because his name was Pretty bad in the newspaper. He decided to do something about it. Therefore, he put all his money, millions of dollars, into a fund called Nobel Prize. And this prize rewards people who make a positive accomplishment that benefits mankind. So I tell you this story is not about Nobel Prize, but it's about you. If somebody writes the detailed history of your life from you were born until now, and you read the story about your life, will you make any change about your life to stop the ongoing negative things in your family? Will you make any change? First of all, I want to tell you that God created us to be His children, and He is a God of excellence. He wants us to be excellent people. He doesn't want us to have curses. He doesn't want us to be in defeat. He wants us to be blessed, to be victorious, to be successful. That is the perfect will of God. He wants us to rise up from mediocrity, but be an excellent people. But it's so easy to compromise here and there. It's okay today, I'm going to be rude to my wife a little bit. Who cares? You just compromise instead of living a life of excellence. You can be unforgiving and you can crush somebody down so that you can get rise up 
in your job and you live a life of compromise and you find an easy way out and then what happened you pass that junk down into the next generation if you're rude to your wife or you're rude to your husband your kids going to be rude to their spouse as well you pass that down because you compromise because you don't live a life of excellence what a shame To make it harder for your children to live, because you compromise to sin against God. What a shame to pass all the junk into your children, because you don't stand up today to say, "I'm gonna live a holy life and do the right thing in the eyes of God." Some of you may say, "Pastor, you can say whatever you want, but it is about my life. I can do whatever I desire and I want." Yes, it's true. You can do whatever you want, and no one can stop you. But that is a selfish attitude, because whatever you do is not only about your life, but also impact the future generation. Amen. If you live a negative life, you will affect people around you in a negative way. Amen. Don't say this compromising word. It's okay to be late at work. It's okay to steal stuff from my office. It's okay to be rude to my spouse. It's okay to watch things that will ruin or damage my mind, like pornography. Don't think that way. That it's okay to compromise. It's okay to live a life that is not pleasing to God, because whatever you do will make an impact to the future generation. Do you know that people are watching you and me all the time? Do you know that people are watching you and me all the time, especially your children? They are watching you, and they take in everything you say and everything you do. They are like flip video camera with legs, and they are in the recording mode all the time. They watch how you treat your husband. They watch how you treat your wife. They watch how you respond at work, how you talk, and how you walk. They want to see your lifestyle. Amen. A lot of people say, "I'd rather see your sermon than to hear your sermon any day." Your lifestyle will impact your children because they take in, they have a lot of memory, many many telebytes inside here in their brain, and they can remember everything you do. I remember many things that my dad and my mom did when I was very young. I have a video recording in my brain as well. Therefore, if you tempted to be compromised. And to take an easy way out, I challenge you today to think generationally, to think about the next generation. Every time you make the right choice, every time you do the right thing and obey the Lord, you will impact people who come after you, your grandchildren, your children, your great grandchildren. If you make the right choice, you are making a deposit into their life. You are making a good investment in them. You make the life much easier in that generation because you make a right choice in this generation. Amen. Remember this: every choice you make, you don't make it alone. Your choice impact people before you and after you. Every time you sit down in front of the computer and watch pornography, you need to remember this: your son is sitting there with you. And your father is sitting there, or your mom sitting there with you. Why do I say that? That every choice you make impact the prior generation and the later generation, because when you do bad stuff, 
your dad and mom will lose reputation. They will blame your last name. Wow, your mom didn't teach you about this, so your mom get blamed. Not only that, your son and your daughter will follow your way and impact them. Whatever you do, it go both sides. Whatever you do, impact both the prior generation and the later generation. We all struggle in the different areas of life. You may not have a desire to overcome those struggling in your life. Maybe you like to uh, cheat. Maybe you like to lie. Maybe you like immorality. Whatever you do, you struggle with. You may not even feel like it to stop it because you say, "I don't care about myself." But I want to challenge you today: do it for your children. Do it. For your next generation, if you feel like you want to compromise to be rude at work, you remember this: your children gonna be rude because that generation of weakness gonna go into them, the next generation, and the third generation, and fourth generation. People are watching us all the time, at work, at home, at the football game, at the office. They see you. They watch you. If they notice that you are sloppy at work, you come to work late, you cheat the time at the work, they will not respect your Lord Jesus, your God. And then your children will do the same thing. They will be late at work. They will be sloppy at work because they watch how you live. Our decision really affect people around us big, big time. Amen. Don't take an easy way out. Rise up. And do the right thing. Always think this way. Whatever I do today gonna affect my children, my grandchildren, and my great grandchildren. And a lot of things that affect you right now come from the behavior and lifestyle of your grandparents and your father and your mother. Whatever you struggle right now come from them. Amen. So we just put a stop here. Don't let it go on. Certain bad habits you have come from your Ancestors that you still struggle today. Some of the wrong ideas, some of the addictions you have today, pass on from your prior generation. Do you know that we produce what we are? If we are alcoholics, we produce alcoholics. Amen. If we are short temper, we produce children with short temper. If we have low self-esteem, we produce children with low self-esteem. And if you look back in your life, you look at your weaknesses today. You look back in the past 50, 100 years. You see all those weaknesses in your dad and your mom, and you still struggle with them because they yield to those weaknesses while they are living on this earth. When I say this, don't take me wrong. I'm not trying to ask you to blame your parents and your great grandparents. That's not my purpose. I'm not asking you to blame them, or I'm not asking you to say excuse. Yes, my dad was that way. I'm this way. So what? I'm not asking you to give excuses, but I'm asking you to recognize that what is happening right now in your life is the effect of people before you, and you need to make a conscious decision. That I'm not going to be the one who pass these weaknesses into my children and my great grandchildren. I'm going to be the one who's going to put the stop to it. I'm choosing the blessing. 
I'm not choosing the curse. I'm going to choose the way of God, not the way of the world. Some of you may have history of divorce in your family. Your great-grandparents divorced, your parents divorced, divorce, divorce, divorce. You say, no, I'm going to rise up in my generation. I'm not going to let that happen in me. I'm going to forgive my spouse. I will keep strife out of my home. I'm going to be quick to forgive. I will not always have my own way. Some people, my way or by way. You're not going to have your own way all the time. And you don't have to be right all the time. Sometimes you say, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. In order to keep your marriage. When I was growing up, my dad and my mom quarrel a lot. And they come to the point that they separate. But they did not divorce because in Thai culture at that time, divorce is unpermissible in the culture. So they separate. But they never talk to each other. When I was growing up, about five to six years old, I saw all these things happen in my house. Even before I became a Christian, I say to myself, this is not going to happen in my family. I'm going to have a good family. I will love my wife. I will have a great family. And after I became a Christian, it's easier to do it because I have the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? As Christians, we know that we have the enemy. And we need to recognize the scheme of the enemy. He put these curses and weaknesses in our family life for many generations. And he will try to bring that back to you. If your dad has a problem with addiction, maybe alcohol, he will come and tempt you to drink alcohol. If you know that the weakness in your family is alcoholism, don't even touch one cup of alcohol. Because that is the weakness in your family. So you need to be alert. You need to be on guard of those areas that your great-grandparents and parents are struggling with. You need to make godly choices every single day. You need to resist temptations. Yes, sometimes it's painful to resist the temptation. And sometimes you struggle through it. But if you stand firm and you exercise your authority in the name of Jesus to control that curse or to control that weakness in your life, you will come out of it and you will stop passing that curse in the next generation. Amen? I want to encourage you to constantly examine yourself. Always examine yourself. Then you wake up in the morning and spend time in prayer and reading the Bible. What weaknesses do I have? What negativity do I have? What kind of junk do I have in my life? You may not even know it until you examine yourself. Some of you may be living in fear. Some of you may be the complainer. Always complain and talk negative. Some of you, the weakness in your life may be worry, may be angry. And you need to rise up and say, I'm going to repent. I will stop all this thing. I will not worry anymore. I will not be angry anymore. But I'm going to pass to the next generation the good things of God. And I'm going to control all these weaknesses in the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever you make decision today will impact the next generation. I want to encourage you after you listen to this sermon that you make a decision to live a life of blessing. I want to share with you the article from the website about two men. In 1874, a member of the New York Prison Board 
noticed that six people from the same family were serving in the New York prison at the same time. Six people in the same family, same last name. He was really intrigued by this situation. He decided to study about this family. He traced their family line back to a man by the name Max Jukes, who was born in the year 1720. He was known by the town as a troublemaker, idiot. He was an alcoholic. He had no character or integrity. He did not believe in God. He married an ungodly woman. And they had six daughters and two sons. And approximately 1,200 of their descendants were studied. Among them, 310 were homeless. 180 wrecked their life through drugs and alcohol abuse. 160 were prostitutes. 150 of them were criminals who spent time in prisons. Seven of them were murderers. And they ended up costing the state in today's money, $1.5 million to take care of them. Not even one of them make any noteworthy contribution to society. Look at another man. At the same time, another family was studied. It was Jonathan Edwards' family. He was a famous theologian, preacher, president of the Princeton University. He was born in 1703. He married his wife named Sarah, a godly woman who feared God. They had 11 children. He was a devoted family man. He loved God and he stayed in his marriage for 31 years until his death. Approximately 1,400 descendants of his were studied. Among them, 13 were college presidents. 65 were professors. 100 were attorneys. 32 were state judges. 85 were authors of classic books. 66 were physicians. 80 held public offices, including three governors, three United States senators, and one vice president of the United States. Do you notice a big difference between these two men regarding what they pass on to the future generation? You may think, wow, do I have hope? My past family, my ancestor behind me did not live a godly life. You may not be raised up by godly parents like me. I was not raised by godly parents. They were atheists at that time. Maybe what you saw when you were growing up is abuse, laziness, poverty, immorality, cheating, corruption. Lying, deception, all the days of your life when you were growing up. All the negative things, all the junk in your family. But I want to encourage you today. We can thank God because today is a new day. Today is a new day. The new day. The good news is you can be the one who start a godly heritage in your family. You can be the one who reverses the cursing in your family into the blessing in your family line. You are the one who can make Jesus the Lord of your family, love Him, serve Him, do everything you could to please the Lord, and you're going to stop the cursing in your family. 
you make a decision now that your family will never experience failure and defeat and poverty. Your kids and your grandkids will not wear the pant with holes in their pant because of your poverty, not because they intend to make a cut a hole there, like some teenager. Your kids will do well at school. They will obey the Lord. They will serve the Lord in the church. You can be the first one in your family to change the direction and the tone of your family line. Amen. No matter what happened in the past, it's the past. But you can change the tone. Amen. Whatever area that you are facing right now in your life, don't keep passing them to the next generation. Draw a line in the sand and say it's gonna stop here. No more curses. No more. In my family, I'm gonna be the one who rise up to do the right thing for my next generation. It's interesting. In the Bible days, God records people name with their lineage line or the family line. Who is the father of who? Who is the family? The father, 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 and mother. They put all this name in their family lineage. It's interesting. And when God's people pray, they pray, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Is it interesting? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Do you know why they pray that way? This is the reason behind. Because whenever they pray, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they are telling God, God, I'm reminding you. I am a descendant of Abraham who loved you, obey you, and you promise him the blessing. And I'm... A descendant of Isaac that you love, he loved you, he, he obeyed you, and he received the promise from you, the promise of blessing. And I want to claim that blessing through my ancestors. Amen? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The children of Israel remind God of the privilege of receiving generational blessings. Is it powerful that one day your grandkids say that, we in this family have served God for many, many generations. Is it a good idea that one day your grandkids and your great-grandkids will say like that? But even though you may not grow up in the godly family and you're the first generation Christian in this church, and many of you are, you can change the tone that from now on, the family is going to be in the blessing of God. And one day, my great-great-grandchildren will pray, God, you are the God of Varun and Dalarat Lohaprasit. You are the God of Paul Lohaprasit. Why? Because their great-great-great-grandparents love God, serve God, build the church, fear God, make the right choices every single day. And they can say the same thing. They can quote that, I'm going to reap the blessing for my great, great, great grandparents. You may growing up with a big baggage behind you, with your family. You may say that my family line has a bunch of nuts, drug addict, cheating, robber, all nuts people. But I want to tell you, if you make the right choice today, you choose life today, you resist temptation, you go extra miles 
to go on with God. Many years from now, when people study your family line, they study. Oh, 15 generation were bad, 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 bad. Suddenly, blessing come, and they look at the name of the person who changed the family line from curses into blessing. Oh, a member of the New Hope International Church who loved Jesus so much, and from that generation on, all the children have been blessed. I pray that that will be you. Dig your heel today. Quit giving excuses. Don't be settling in mediocrity, but live an excellent life. You said the buck will stop here. I'm going to set up a new standard of my family. I'm choosing the blessing. I'm not choosing the curse. Look at Exodus chapter 20 verses 5 to 6. You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9, Therefore know that the Lord your God, He is the God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. One wrong choice can pass the curse into three or four generations. What you are struggling today in your life are the result of the wrong choice of your ancestors. Because one of your ancestors give in to that choice. Maybe bitterness, maybe abuse, immorality, pornography, whatever. They give in and they still make you struggle today. Some of us may struggle in the area of you feel tempted to turn on the computer into the pornography. That is not from you. It's from generation curse. You have to say, no, I'm going to stop it here. I'm not going to turn on that website. Some of you may live in bitterness. Because your ancestors live in bitterness. So you're going to say, I'm not going to pass this on to the next generation. You notice how God is good to you. He said that if you refuse him, you rebel against him, the junk will pass into the three and four generations. So he gives people the chance to come out. Only in three, four generations, if somebody stops, it will come out. But he is so good that when you obey him, love him, serve him, do the right thing in his eyes, you will be blessed to the thousand generation. I tell you right now, I am Pastor Da, can sleep well every night, knowing that we have done our best to obey the Lord. We have fight a good fight of faith. We build the church. We love Him. We love the Holy Ghost. We love the Word of God. We Always obey Him. We pay tithe. We give and give. We do the great commission. We fly to the nations. And we know that our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren and the thousand of generations will find the mercy of God. And if I leave this world, I can trust God that He will take care of my children, great-grandchildren and and great and great great grandchildren to the thousand generation. Amen. You know, we all are not perfect. We sin against God. 
I sin too. But as long as we know that we sin and we repent right away, it will not turn into iniquity. If we repent right away, it will not cause the curses. But if we keep sinning and we don't repent, it will turn into iniquity, and that iniquity will cause curses in three to four generations. So we need to repent right away. How many people want God to show mercy to your children and grandchildren, and great grandchildren? The Bible say clearly that when a man love God, fear God, serve God, God show mercy to their children and great grandchildren, even though the children and great grandchildren make a mistake. Let me show you some Bible verse here. You you will know this is not my idea. First Kings chapter eleven six to twelve. Solomon was the son of King David. David loved God. He was a man after God's own heart. Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord and did not fully follow the Lord as did his father David. Then Solomon built a high place for Shemaj, the abomination of Moab, on the hill that is east of Jerusalem, for Molech, the abomination of the people of Ammon. And he did likewise for all his foreign wives, who burned incense and sacrificed to their gods. So the Lord became angry with Solomon because his heart had turned from the Lord God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice and had commanded him concerning this thing and that he should not go after other gods, but he did not keep what the Lord had commanded. Therefore, the Lord said to Solomon, listen carefully, this is the key word, because you have done this, and have not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom away from you and give it to your servant. Nevertheless, I will not do it in your days. God will not tear the kingdom down in the time that Solomon was still alive. For, listen carefully, for the sake of your father David, I will tear it out, of the hand of your son. Who? Because David is a man after God's own heart. God showed mercy to Solomon in certain way. Instead of tearing the kingdom down, you know, later on, Jeroboam, his servant, took the kingdom out of Rehoboam, Solomon's son. And that's why Israel split into two nations, into kingdom. The kingdom of Israel, ten tribes, and the kingdom of Judah, two tribes, the tribe of Judah and Benjamin. Because Solomon disobeyed God. But God did not do it when Solomon was alive. Why? God said that not because you are a good man, not because you are such a wonderful man. No, I do not do it now because I want to show mercy to your father, King David. Do you notice that? That when you do good things, the mercy will still follow your kids for a thousand generations. 305 years later, another descendant of King David named Hezekiah. Hezekiah made mistake. Look at 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 6. And I will add to your days 15 years. He repented. So God said, I'll add to you... Fifteen more years, I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. I will defend this city for my own sake and for the sake of my servant David. King Hezekiah, 300 years later, was facing a big army. 
he can be wiped out, torn into pieces by this army of Assyria. But God show up and turn things around. And what God says is that I'm not helping you because you are a good man. I'm helping you because I remember the covenant of mercy that I promised your great 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 grandfather, King David. I want God to show mercy to my children and grandchildren and great grandchildren. I'm gonna make choice every day to live my life for God. I'm not gonna compromise with sin to hurt my children and great grandchildren. Who knows how many times God has shown you mercy? Because we have a praying mother who loves God wholeheartedly. Who knows how many times God saved you from calamity that you deserve because your father loved God so much and your great-grandfather served the Lord. If you live a godly life, you can pray to God every day. God, you promised me that you will show mercy to my children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. The prayer of the believing mom are powerful. And God will show mercy to many people because of the godly parent or godly heritage. Let me give you another example and I will end this sermon. Rahab. Rahab was a harlot. She was a prostitute in the city of Jericho. She came from a long family line of immorality and ungodliness. The whole city had no regard for God. They were atheists. And one day, Joshua and the children of Israel want to take over the city of Jericho. They sent two spies in, and these two spies needed help. Rahab offered her home for them to hide from her own countrymen. In other words, Rahab decided to do the right thing in the eyes of Jehovah, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Rahab made a decision that from today on, I will serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Not only that her family is saved from the battle, but she broke the curses in her family because of that decision. Your decision affects the next generation. You know what happened? Rahab, that prostitute, married a Jewish man, and they begot a son named Boaz. Boaz married Ruth, and had a son named Obed. Obed has a son named Jesse. And Jesse had a son named King David. The lineage of the Messiah. God can pick up a woman who came from bad, bad background. Prostitute. Bad family lineage. And change her around and bless the next, the next and next generation because of her choice. I want to conclude this sermon today. All the mom in this room and all the dad as well. Today, Mother Day is your choice. Are you going to be a praying mom? Are you going to be a godly mom? Are you going to compromise and take the passive road and say excuses and do whatever you used to do? Or you're going to rise up, dig your heel in the ground, stand up and make a determination, I'm not going to let this junk go on in my family today and to the next generation. 
I will obey the Lord, serve the Lord. I will be in the local church. I will love the Word. I will be in the fire of God. I'm gonna live in the blessing of God, not in the curse anymore. I'm gonna stop the cursing in my family. This generation gonna be the generation to change the tone of my offspring, my descendants. Make a choice today. Don't yield to the temptation to go to that tulip. I don't have to say the last word. Don't go to kaching 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 because you are passing on the spirit of gambling to your children. Amen. Don't commit immorality. Don't watch any bad stuff in the internet or movie. Stop those things and live a life and. Impart the legacy of giving, blessing people, loving people, building the church, building the kingdom of God. Your children, and grandchildren, and great grandchildren, and great great grandchildren will reap the investment that you make for them. You're gonna make the life much easier than your life because you invest the right thing for them. Pass on to the future generation. The blessings of God impact the future generation because of your choices, and God will not only bless your children and great grandchildren to the thousand generations; He will bless you even today, like what happened to Rahab. Amen. How many people promise God that's going to happen in your life? You make the right choice. Everyone say, "I make the right choice to obey God. I will not compromise." I will not take an easy way. I will put the stop to the cursing. We're gonna live in the blessings from this generation on. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's give the hand to the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If today you're not sure. That you are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, you're not sure that you are born again. You may know about Jesus. Maybe your family go to church, but you go to church only on Christmas Day, Thanksgiving, and Easter. But you don't walk with God. I want to encourage you to make a choice today to give Jesus lordship in your life. How many people want Jesus to be a Lord in your life, covered by His blood? Raise your hand up. Raise your hand up. I want to pass. How many people love children? You want to pass the good things in your children? Raise your hand up. Amen. Let's pray together. Follow my prayer. Father in heaven, I confirm again, and I make a decision that Jesus is the Lord of my life. He shed his blood to break the cursing in my life. I repent of my sin. I will not listen to the devil. I will not follow the way of the world. I make the right choice to serve you, to fear you, to love you, all the days of my life, and I am blessed. And the blessings will go to the thousand generations 
in Jesus mighty name amen thank you lord jesus thank you lord jesus hallelujah thank you lord jesus we trust that this message is ministered to you If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new praise song.